This podcast contains content and language not suitable for some listeners. Welcome to Oddities and Curiosities, a podcast about murder, the paranormal, and other oddities sure to pique your curiosity. We are Amanda and Brittany, and this is episode three. This is our Badass Badass Bitches episode. We had to do it. Yes, and we've got some pretty awesome cases for you. Yes. And I'm super excited because this will be our first case that touches the paranormal. Oh my gosh, yes. 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 Super excited about that. Before we get started, we just want to remind everybody to... um, Go like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. Uh, That's where you can see all the awesome pictures and stuff that we talk about in our case. We post everything. So if we see a picture, you'll see a picture. If you go find us on Facebook at Oddities and Curiosities Podcast or on Instagram at Oddities and Curiosities Pod. Go check it out. You got to look at them while you're listening. Yes, it makes it so much better. And since this episode is coming to you on a Wednesday, we have a hump day treat for you. Oh, baby, do we. (laughs) (laughs) What are we drinking tonight, Amanda? We are drinking Going South from Flying Heart Brewery here in Boja. Yes. This is our most absolute favorite beer that they have. Oh, it's so good. We go there all the time, okay? And they hooked us up with a growler of this stuff, which is 64 fluid ounces of heaven. We're working on that bad boy as we speak. Yes. (laughs) Thank you, Cody. Yes. hooking us up with it. Cody Ratliff at Flying Heart. He is awesome. You'll have to go see them. All right. So, now that we got our treats in front of us, are you ready to kick this off? I am ready. Let's do this. My case is about Lizzie Borden. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure most of you know who Lizzie Borden is, but just in case you don't, um, I've got some little tidbits for you and a refresher for those of you that do know Miss Lizzie Borden. Elizabeth Andrew Borden was born on July 19th, 1860 in Fall River, Massachusetts to Sarah Anthony and Andrew Jackson Borden. And she went by Lizzie. Um, Let's go ahead and look at our first picture. If you want to hop in there in the show notes. There's a picture of a woman. It's the only one with a woman by herself. And that's Lizzie Borden. (laughs) Not as cute as Christina Ricci, who plays her in the movie. No, no, they, they went a step up. Yeah. Very snappy dresser, though. Her her eyes get me, though. Oh, man. They're, she they're got, a little chilling. She got them crazy eyes, y'all. Yes. She got them crazy <laughs> eyes. <laughs> she fits the part. Yes. But I'm digging the lace dress. I like the dress. Get it, girl. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that's Miss Lizzie Borden. That's who we're talking about. Um, She came from a very wealthy family. At his death, her father Andrew's estate was worth $300,000, which is the equivalent to $9 million today. Good Lord. Dude was making bank. Yeah. Despite his wealth, Andrew remained very frugal, which is probably why he had a lot of money. Um, For example, they did not live in the wealthier part of town, nor did they have indoor plumbing, Uh, which was popular at the time, you know, 
among the wealthy, you know, that was a way to kind of show their, uh, to show their wealth is, you know, we can shit indoors. Yeah. I, I think I would spare that expense. <laughs> One place that uh, they didn't mind spending money was having a live-in maid. Okay, same. She, <laughs> she was a 25-year-old Irish immigrant named Bridget Sullivan that they, for some reason, called Maggie. Okay. Yeah, I don't know where that came from, but um, she's called, and I go back and forth a little bit in here. Sometimes I call her Maggie. Sometimes I call her Bridget. Same person. Same okay. Same. Thanks for clarifying. Oh, my car's <laughs> name is Bridget. <laughs> Your car's name is Bridget? My car's name is Bridget. My car doesn't have a name. We're going to have to work on that. Okay. <laughs> we'll update you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lizzie and her older sister, Emma, had a religious upbringing. They were involved in a lot of church activities. Lizzie even taught Sunday school and was the secretary treasurer of the Christian Endeavor Society and a member of the Women's Christian Temperance Union. That is a mouthful of words. Good. Yeah. Yes. Good job. Three years after Lizzie's mother died, her father married Abby Durfrey Gray. So if you want to go look at the pictures, um, you'll see like a side-by-side one with Mr. and Mrs. Borden. So that's Andrew and Abby, mm. Lizzie's okay, father that, and that stepmother. Was apparently a... Very popular hairstyle. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Uh, I just realized they're, yeah, their hair's fixed like the it. same. I don't like it. <laughs> These are not very dainty Lizzie's women. looks a little bit better, but hers looks kind of like she's got a little poodle. Yeah. On top of her it's head. not okay. It's not okay. There's a reason why that's not popular now. Lizzie didn't care for her stepmother very much and insisted on calling her Mrs. Borden. She thought that Abby had only married her father for his money. Um, Maggie... Bridget, whoever's the name, you know, the maid. Maggie would later testify that the girls rarely ate meals with their parents. Like, they just didn't want to be around them. A family argument in July 1892 about money and property, because Andrew was giving money and properties to some of Abby's family members. Mm -hmm. And uh, the girls didn't like that. So that prompted the sisters to take a vacation in New Bedford. They returned to Fall River a week before the murders. When they came back to town, Lizzie decided to stay at a rooming house for four days before returning home. So Emma went straight home, and Lizzie was like, "Lizzie was like, no, I'm no, I'm not ready." Yeah. So she stayed in town for four nights and then went home. The night before the murders, John and I don't know how to say this. John Vinicum, Vinicum. Vin- I I don't know. It's Vin- Morse. We're just gonna call him John. Vinny. Vinny. John Vinny Morse. <laughs> Uh, Sarah Borden's brother came for a visit and was invited to stay the night. So this would be Lizzie and Emma's uncle. Okay. He came into town for a visit and the family invited him to stay the night. Mm. Um, a little tidbit to note in the days leading up to the murders, the entire family was violently ill and it was speculated that bad mutton was the cause, but Abby suspected poisoning since Andrew was not a popular man in town. So um, that's just something to keep in mind that the whole family, parents and the girls, had been sick uh, leading up to the night of the murders. Interesting. The murders took place August 4th, 1892. That morning, the family, except Lizzie's sister Emma, had breakfast together. John Morse left the home at 8.50 to head to town and to visit a friend. He planned to return to the home at noon for lunch. So the uncle leaves. He plans on being gone for the day, you know, gone till noon. All right, I'll see you later. And Andrew then left for his morning walk at 9. Okay. Um, 
at this time, and I didn't write this in my notes, but um, at this time, the maid, Maggie, was going to clean the windows and stuff, so she was, like, out and about. Okay, yeah. Nobody's 100% sure where Lizzie was. So, there's a lot of different... She says a lot of different things. Like, at one point, she said she was upstairs taking a nap. At another point, she was out in the barn... There was even a neighbor that claimed he saw her in the barn, but nobody really believed him, and her story kept changing. So, mm-hmm. who knows? Who knows where Lizzie was? But, um, so, uncle left. Emma's not at home. The maid's cleaning the windows. Dad went for a walk. Okay. Um, Abby went up to tidy up the guest room, and this is where she was attacked. Evidence suggested that she was attacked facing her killer. Mm-hmm. She was first struck on the side of the head with an axe. This caused her to fall face down onto the floor. She was then struck 17 more times in the back of her head, killing her. Jesus. Yeah, imagine it would. If you go to the show notes, you'll see a picture of a woman laying in front of a dresser. This is a crime scene photo. That's a dead body on your screen right there. I'm going to have to make this bigger. Hold on. I know. Oh, my God. Yeah. There were several different angles to choose from which i found quite shocking that there was that many pictures to choose from but i thought this one uh give you the most bang for your buck crime scene investigators thank you (laughs) for the photos i know y'all yep just go just go look i can't even unless you get weirded out by dead bodies and in a pool of dried up blood yeah you know it's in black and white, though. Yeah. It's not that scary. It's fine. It's fine. Okay, so Andrew returned home from his walk at 1030. He was unable to enter the house, so he knocked and called for Maggie. So, like, his key wasn't working. What? So he started knocking and calling for the maid. Maggie found the door to be jammed, so both of them had trouble getting it open. She would later testify she heard Lizzie laugh at the top of the stairs. Mm-hmm. This was significant because Abby was already dead, and anyone upstairs would have seen her body. If she truly did hear Lizzie upstairs, then Lizzie had to have seen the dead body. Maybe that's what she was laughing at. Yeah. Either that or the fact that she's the one that jammed the door because she didn't want anybody to come in. I don't know. I don't know. I have a feeling it's all of it. I love this sneaky little bitch. (laughs) After she let Andrew in, Maggie then uh, went to her room to nap while Andrew went to the sofa in the sitting room to nap. There's some napping-ass people around here. Hey, I don't hate it. They don't have kids running around. I'll allow it. Lucky. Mm-hmm. Okay, so at around 11.10, Maggie heard Lizzie call from downstairs, Maggie, come quick. Father's dead. Somebody came in and killed him. <coughs> All in quotes, Sorry. by the way. Mm-hmm. She, that's exactly what she said. Yeah. Maggie, come quick. Father's dead. Somebody came in and killed him. Andrew was slumped over on the sofa. He had been struck 10 to 11 times with an axe. So if you go to the notes, dead body number two for you. If you see that picture with the couch and, you know, the man with the bastion head slumped over. Yes. That's it. Aw. Yeah, that's dad. I mean, these photos are great. It's sad, but the photos are fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) One of his eyeballs was slit in half, suggesting he was asleep at the time of his attack. Mm. So, you know, he didn't... Poor guy. Didn't see it coming. (laughs) And his eyes were closed. He couldn't turn his head. Wow. Detectives estimated that he died around 11 o'clock. 
So uh, during the fast. Yeah. Well, I mean, you get hit in the head with an axe 10 to 11 times and see how long you last. I mean, true. (laughs) During the investigation, officers who interviewed Lizzie reported they disliked her attitude and found her to be too calm and poised. She also was continuously changing her story. The police were criticized heavily for their investigation because nobody bothered to check Lizzie or Maggie for bloodstains. Police did a cursory inspection of Lizzie's room, but admitted to not being thorough. And I didn't write this in my notes either, but she told the police when they were, like, looking through her room, she was like, I'm starting to feel faint. I'm feeling tired. I want to take a nap. And so they were like, okay, and just oh left her God. room. <laughs> yeah, that that would have been a little obvious for me. Yeah, I, okay, I just bitch. can't. I can't with these police. I can't. An axe with a broken handle was found in the basement, but they never removed it from the home. If you want to go to the notes, I have a picture of the broken axe head that they found in the basement. So, like, the little the handle oh, part is broke off. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a pretty good guess as to how that happened. <laughs> Maybe she brained them ha! to death with it. Some vigorous braining. <laughs> Because of the family's mysterious illness, they took the milk from the home and the contents of the victim's stomachs and tested them for poison, but none was found. Residents suspected Lizzie of purchasing poison from the drugstore in town. People had seen her questioning the pharmacists about um, different types of acids to clean a sealskin coat. But there was never any proof that she actually bought the acid or anything like that. But... Whether she did or she didn't, there was no sign of poison in either of the victim's stomachs, so whatevs. Okay. That night, Lizzie and Emma's friend Alice Russell and their uncle John Morse decided to stay with them. Um, Police were stationed around the home. An officer stated he saw Lizzie and Alice go down to the cellar carrying a lamp and a pail. They left together a short while later, but Lizzie returned on her own. She appeared to be bent over the sink while she was down there. Maybe okay. Maybe cleaning up. I was say, are they cleaning up evidence? Maybe down there? she maybe? was just a little Um. The next morning, the police came back and did a more thorough search of the home. You know, after she'd uh, had time to clean shit up, oh but God. whatevs. This time, they confiscated the axe. Smart. <laughs> there they go. That evening, an officer and the mayor returned to the home to inform Lizzie that she was a suspect. So. Uh, She was put under arrest and went to trial, and the trial took place June 5th, 1893, and was quite the spectacle. (laughs) A huge topic of discussion during the trial and in the press was the axe head that was found in the basement. Prosecutors argued that the handle had been removed by the killer because it was covered in blood. One officer testified that the handle was still in the basement, but then another officer contradicted this statement, saying that it wasn't. So, it, it did nothing. Yeah, okay, again, looking at the picture, that doesn't look like it was removed. No. Even though no bloody clothing was recovered, Alice Russell, that was the friend that spent the night with him, testified that she witnessed Lizzie burning a dress, claiming it was ruined by paint. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if they had done a more thorough search the night before, uh-huh. maybe they would know. Or if they did even checked her for yeah. blood, she probably had some on her. Yeah. But alas, they did not. Both of the victims' heads were removed during the autopsy, and the skulls were submitted for evidence. 
So, if you want to go to the show notes, I have some skull pictures for you. Oh, my God. These are pictures of the actual skulls and the damage that was done to them with the (gasps) axe. Is that not insane? Like, you can see on Andrew's where his his eye. Yeah. Yeah, the left side of his face. Yeah, the left side of his face and head. But you can see where it went through the eye. And Abby's is just, like, obliterated on the back because she was struck, what, 17 times in the back of the head. She really didn't like her. Yeah, insane. Wow. So, uh, when they brought those skulls into the courtroom, Lizzie fainted. (laughs) (laughs) I'm feeling faint. Yes. Once again. She's feeling faint. I need to lie down. (laughs) I'm like, bitch. (laughs) I'm picturing like gone with the wind when Melly faints, you know? Oh my God. Yes. How dramatic and just like, (gasps) it is. That's what I picture. I like it. The jury deliberated on June 20th, 1893. After an hour and a half, Lizzie Borden was acquitted of all charges due to lack of evidence. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. I mean, there really wasn't. Not really. Yeah. For lack of police investigation. That's why she was acquitted. (laughs) When she left the courthouse, Lizzie told reporters she was, quote, the happiest woman in the world. Yeah. She didn't have to deal with her bitchy stepmom anymore. And And then she had all her dad's dollars. Yeah. She's good to go. Yeah. Mm. Um, after the trial, the sisters inherited their parents' estate. So um, if you want to go to the notes, you'll see a picture of two women sitting next to each other. That's Lizzie and her sister, Emma. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. Quite the contrast of face shapes. Very that's the first much. thing. That's, so, that's thing why I'm sitting here like, what? Okay. Not they don't look related, not one single bit. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And, yeah, Emma's the older sister. I wouldn't have guessed that. Mm-mm. Lizzie's got some I just can't eyebrows, I can't with man. her face. I can't with her face. I'm getting out of there. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, um, they moved into a much larger home in a more affluent area of Fall River that Lizzie named Maplecroft. Cute. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't they move up? They have all this money now. I know. They can nope. they can shit indoors. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would have been my number one reason of moving. Yeah. Get Safeties. to go. Yeah. Um, Lizzie lived an extravagant lifestyle and was ostracized by Fall River Society, as she should be. I'm sorry, but had I been in that situation, I would not still hang out in Fall River. No, no. Liz- I'd be gone. Nuh-uh. Lizzie didn't give a fuck. Somewhere okay. where nobody knows my name. She knew shit. Yeah. Faulting her stuff down the street. Yeah, I did it. Mm-hmm. In 1905, the sisters had an argument, and Emma moved out of Maplecroft and never spoke to Lizzie again. Oh. Lizzie Borden died of pneumonia June 1st, 1927, and she was buried in a family plot in Fall River. So her sister actually died uh, like five days after her or something like that. And they were buried side by side. Oh. If they weren't, yeah, but they weren't speaking. Like if I was Emma, I'd be pissed. I would be pissed. Like I was not speaking to this bitch. Why are you going to put me in the ground right next to her? Lizzie probably did it on purpose. (laughs) I mean, why not? One last two raw. Mm -hmm. Good Uh, God. Most people still believe that Lizzie is guilty. Other people that were suspected in the murders were John Morse, the uncle, and Bridget Sullivan, the maid. There was never any evidence against either one of them, though. That's just, you know, town talk. Mm-hmm. 
There are many theories about what actually happened, but the murders were never solved. These murders were, of course, infamous. There have been many books, movies, and television series about the case. Like I mentioned earlier, Miss Christina Ricci, Queen, plays Lizzie Borden in the movie and in the little miniseries. The miniseries, I think, was on Netflix. I think so. It was it was fabulous. Run out and watch it. I didn't. I'm sorry. I didn't get the names. Don't hate me. I failed Wait. you. No, I had it. Do you have it? One one sec. Keep talking. Quick I'll, Google. I'll, quick Google. I'll find it. I find it. Lizzie Borden took an axe. Yes, it's fabulous. Um, let me see if it's still on there. I don't know if it's still on Netflix or not, but if you come across that somehow, you must watch. Hold on, girl. I'm looking at this shit too. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know because I don't hate me. I did not go watch it because I wanted your version. I wanted to hear all your details first. It's not, but I'm sure. We, I'm sure you. But can there's a movie too. Somewhere. There's a movie too. Yes. Google it. Quick Google search. Okay, so there was also even a children's jump rope rhyme. <laughs> like kids actually skipped rope to this. Okay, I want you to okay. sing it in your I'm creepy gonna s- kid voice. Oh my god, I'm so gonna do that. That was my plan. <laughs> this is why we do this together. Yes. Um, I don't have the best creepy kid voice, but I'm gonna give Shut it a shot. Up. Okay. Do it. Yes, you do. Lizzie Borden took an axe and gave her mother forty wax. When she saw what she had done, she gave her father forty-one. <laughs> That was great. That was Fabulous. the best creepy Everybody kid I clap. got. Everybody clap for Brittany. Yay! Golf clap. So, the Borden home is now a museum and bed and breakfast. So, I have a picture of the house if you want to go look at that. This is what it looks like now. It's on my bucket list. Yes. I've got deets about visiting. It's cute. I know. I think it used to be white. In some of the black and white pictures, it didn't look dark like it would have yeah. been painted a color. I think it may have been white. I think white. it was, too. But this is a picture of what it looks like now. I would live in that. I know. Toad's cute, right? I mean, I think I'm, I don't know. I, we'll see. I, the only issue is the heating and cooling. Oh, it would be so hard to heat and cool that place. Yeah. <sighs> For the love of I old love homes. They have, in the in the museum and bed and breakfast, they have many photos and items that are actually original to the home on display. And then they have replicas of things like the skulls. Oh, hell yes. Um, there are many claims that the home is now haunted because of the grisly murders. Mm. Many people claim to witness lights turning off and on, doors opening and closing, shadow people, ghostly mists, and disembodied voices and cold spots. And I, I can actually, handle those. I can handle those. Well, hang on. We're not done. But I do have a picture. Oh. So, I found one <gasps> picture that looked somewhat real. I mean, I know that there are skeptics out there, and whether you believe or not, whatevs, I do. Um, this looked like it was legit to me. But you see that, like, misty spot on the bed? That's Maggie's room. Oh, Maggie's sleeping. Yeah. No, I, like, I, I know, I've heard as well, I mean, it could be, like, the glare from the lamp or whatever, but that's. No, that that's too far I don't over. Know. Like, I'm choosing I, I to believe I don't, I don't that that's Maggie's ghost. I think it is too. It's somebody's. It's yeah. something. I agree. Yes, I'm believing that I'm picture's not, real. I'm that's liking. that's what I'm here for today. I like it. I like <laughs> it. I like it. Many people have felt someone who wasn't there brush past them on the stairs. 
an apparition of Lizzie has been seen going down the basement stairs. There was an EVP recorded in Maggie's room that says, ma'am, come quick. Oh, shit. Yeah. And that was the room with the mist in it. Mm. Maggie's still there, y'all. Yeah. Um, on an episode of the show Ghost Lab, they got an EVP recording in the sitting room uh, when they asked, did Lizzie kill you for your money? A male voice responded, you got that right. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I didn't, I, I didn't dig deeper. I really want to hear it, but I'm like scared to hear it. EVPs freak me out. We but should find it. I didn't dig deeper because I was scared. It was late at night. I do my research late at night, and so I was scared. We're gonna find it. Okay. Well, if I find it, we'll put it on Facebook. It depends. I don't know. We'll see. It depends on how good it is. Okay. If we get if a it's clear shitty, one, we're not putting it on there. If we get a clear one, I'll put it on Facebook. Stay tuned. You can go there and do a ghost hunting tour at the Borden House. For $35 a person. I'm in. I know. I'm so in. Um, you can spend the night there starting at about $2.99 per night. You can either stay and you can stay in Bridget's room or Maggie or whoever you choose her to be. I don't, whatever. You can stay in her room, the guest room where the uncle stayed. You can stay in the guest room where Abby was murdered. Yeah, I want that one. You can stay in Lizzie's room or <gasps> Emma's room. So. Okay. I'm like, I don't know. I, I kind of want to be in Lizzie's room. I know. <laughs> I don't know. There might be some bad juju in there that sticks to you, though. I don't know. I don't know. Because bitch was cray. That's true. She she was really, actually, I think she really was crazy. She's got crazy eyes. I'm telling you. I think there really was something I saw that picture. I knew there. she had crazy eyes. Mm-hmm. If the ghost thing is not for you, if you're rolling your eyes at us right now, but you are interested in the case and the history of the house... You can do a regular tour of the home. They have those uh, during daytime hours for $25 a person. Yeah, I, heard, I hate to burst your little bubble, people, but uh, the ghosts are still there no matter how much you pay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Whether you believe they're there or not, they are there. They're there. Yeah. That's all I got. Oh, my gosh. That was so good. She's definitely one of my favorites. Yes. and so She is a badass. You know, one of these days when we save up all our pennies and go on our cross-country haunted house tour mm-hmm. we're going here it's on our it on our haunted house bucket list yeah <laughs> so i'm gonna need you guys to start following <laughs> start following and listening yeah we're already working on some you know merchandise ideas and stuff mm-hmm. so we've got stuff coming i'm so ready now you I'm get so to drink excited. i'm gonna drink my beer now okay are you ready mm-hmm. tell me things my bitch. I have an Elizabeth as well. Lizzie's all week. Yes. <laughs> Elizabeth Bathory, a.k.a. the Blood Countess. Yes. I love it. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. Born August 7th, 1560 to Hungarian nobility. Her family ruled part of Transylvania in the Kingdom of Hungary, which is modern-day Hungary, Slovakia, and Romania. She was endowed with looks, wealth, and an excellent education and a stellar social position. Bitch had it all. Yes. Go to my pictures. Okay. I have a few of her, but there is one titled The Real Bitch. Okay. Okay. I see you. This is her most typical portrait that you find. Um, I found a few others that I like way better, but this is her. Man, that RBF is strong. She's got it. Yeah. It is strong. Mm-hmm. 
it's it's natural Mm -hmm. and she's always pictured in this red dress i'm not sure why but i love it i mean red's her color Mm -hmm. it looks good on her bathory has been labeled by guinness book of world records as the most prolific female murderer though the number of her victims is debated bathory and four Accomplices were accused of torturing and killing hundreds of girls and women between 1590 and 1610. Bitches were busy. Yes. We will get into the details in a little bit. Let's do some background on her first. This is one of my favorite parts. Okay. I'm ready. Here for it. And y'all are going to have to bear with me through these pronunciations because, oh my goodness, they're they're hard. But I'm going to do my best. Okay. Her father was Baron George the Sixth Bathory of the Etchade. Got it. Yeah, Good. branch yeah. of the family. Brother of Andrew Bonaventura Bathory, while her mother was Baroness Anna. I have a okay. castle. All right. I have a castle pick of her home. Okay. I want to live in a castle. It is um it's a little black and white drawing. It's labeled with the name of the castle, but it is enormous. Oh, that's the E name? Yeah. Holy cow. It's the E name. I can't do that again. <laughs> that is multiple It's like castles. I, I, yeah. Like the entrance to it is like, there. okay, there's one little village. Then you go. And then there's another. Uh, that may be the church. Shit is fortified. I don't know, but it is. You ain't getting in there. Yeah. It's a good one. They weren't lying. Okay. She I don't need me. that much castle. I'll still shop. That's too much. I'm still shopping. Okay. Through her mother, Elizabeth was the niece of the Hungarian noble Stephen Bathory, the king of Poland, and the grand duke of Lithuania. My maiden name is Lithuanian. My married name is Polish. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. This is, this is trouble, you guys. We're both Scorpios, and now we're both... Okay. Y'all are screwed. Yep. Just hang on for the ride. It's going to be fun. (laughs) All right. So, we may be related. Got my home peeps going on here. Woo! As a child, Elizabeth suffered multiple seizures that may have been caused by epilepsy, possibly stemming from the inbreeding of her parents. Okay. Okay. I don't know how exactly they were inbred. All royalty was back then. I mean, because they wanted to keep their blood pure. Right. So So it it was fine. It was, they don't know. They don't have science. Mm. At the time, symptoms relating to epilepsy were diagnosed as falling sickness and treatments prescribed for this were off the fucking wall. I will get into that shortly. Okay. Because I was about to ask so much questions. Yep. Hold on. Okay. This has led to speculation that her killings during her later life were part of her efforts to cure the illness and that she had been suffering from since childhood. And also the fact that from an early age, she was taught by family members who were involved in Satanism and witchcraft. All right. She witnessed her father's officers torture the peasantry that lived near her family's estate. You know, like being a witness to a captured thief being sewn into the stomach of a dying horse and left to perish. Wait, what? No, it's it's all totally normal. Yeah. The king of Poland did that? Oh, yeah. Her dad. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. awful. So, this was her childhood. I can't imagine why she turned out as such what a bad apple. Fuck. Yep. Yep. 
Oh, I, I mean, it, like, it started fucked up from my, the beginning. My brain's trying to picture it. I can't picture it. I can't. Uh, okay. They were royalty. They had luxuries and way like too much money. people and into they dying just, horses. Yeah. It's true. Why the okay, hell not? That's so weird. The, I've, yeah. Okay. I'm ready. Moving right along. That's when she was still a kid. When she was 10, Elizabeth got engaged to Ferenc Nadosti. Yeah. There. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Got it. <laughs> Of another aristocratic Hungarian family, but a year or two later, she had a baby, hush hush, with a lower order lover. Ooh, she had her some little servant boy action going on. She's ten. Yep. Oh my god. Hubby to be was not happy. Of course not. His slutty ten-year-old. Oh my god. I don't. I don't. uh, I don't even know how much older he at this point um Hold it on. was super gross back then he's probably way, like 40 yeah he he was he was older oh okay so he was not happy and he, home dude was not exactly um mr straight himself he reported to have had the servant boy castrated and then torn to pieces by dogs Ooh. well okay i have a picture of mr Federance. uh he wasn't really all that great looking. So I can kind of understand Ew. why he may have been jealous. He, he's probably a little insecure. He's, uh, he's inbred too. I see. Uh, he, I'm thinking. Most likely. So, yeah. That happened. Um, but the child, she had a daughter. She was quietly hidden from view and sent to live with a local woman that the family trusted. Uh, she didn't. Like, she, she was, was gone. Bastard. Yeah, she was gone. Like, they paid the woman, bye-bye kid, That's moving so on with life. That's so sad. I know. I, whatever. I mean. I hate that. So, they were married in 1575 when she was 15. That's a lot of years. I don't know. I guess you wanted so to make sure. they got engaged at 10. Well, because she was slutting it up. She well, was showing she, her wild oats at 10. So they had to wait until she was 15 to get married. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, she was betrothed to him at 10. So, okay. you know. I can't. They didn't really start courting or anything like that. So it just didn't go that way. But because Elizabeth was socially outranked by her husband, uh, badass bitch fact coming up, she kept the surname Bathory, which he added to his own. Oh, yeah. He took her name. Because she's a bad bitch. Yes. Which is why she's in this episode. Yes. Yes, yes. ma'am. Absolutely. The young couple lived in the Nadosti castles in Hungary at Sarver and Cheether, now in Slovakia. That does not look like Cheether at Mm -mm. all. I don't like that word. Yeah. It was, I had to look that one up several times. But it was a wedding present along with the 17 surrounding villages from his mother. Uh, the castle? Yes. And the villages? Yes. Were a wedding present? Yes. 17. 17 villages. Mm-hmm. I have no words. You know, just... No just, words are coming out. I, I, don't, I don't really have any either. You know, thanks, Mom. Right. I, <laughs> but um, Elizabeth was left to run the estates by herself most of the time because... She Hubby. was 15. Yeah. Well, I mean, she was badass. She she could do this. She's got this. Just wait. Okay. Just wait. Yeah, he was a soldier, so he was often gone. Wait, um, wait. Uh, hold on, hold on. What? What was his royalty again? What was he? Husband. He was a count. 
Okay. I want to be a count when I grow up. I mean, I'd be a countess, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, she was. I just uh, need she some also villages. had um, four <laughs> kids to take care of uh, at the same time. No, she didn't. She had nannies. She didn't oh, take you care of the kids. Oh, you bet your She had a live-in nanny. Oh, yeah, she did. They probably had a nanny for each kid. They were Brangelina in it. Oh, <laughs> shit. There was a nanny for each kid. Who are we kidding? <laughs> probably. I, I don't know. I know that there was one wet maid, and um, she was kind of her right-hand girl. So I know there was definitely one. Okay. But I think that was actually just for her. <laughs> it seems like she was serving her more than anybody else. Okay. Um, I do have pictures of their castle. Okay. Then and now. Um, castle of the C word. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. I will... heard that as soon as it came out. <laughs> I don't care. I'm here for it. Now it's known as the castle C word. <laughs> I got it. Okay, so there is a picture of what it used to look like. Okay, is that that like drawing? Yeah, it's um, it's smaller. It looks like it's on a cliffside. I know. It's really pretty. It's actually pretty big. There's totes dungeons in there. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. All underneath there. Yeah. How convenient is that? Yeah. There's a few mm-hmm. down there. Um, I also have pictures of what it looks like now, and there's an aerial view. Ooh. Okay. It's it's a pretty good size. It's pretty. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Like the actually the countryside is really pretty. I want to go there. I don't know why she was so cranky. I don't know. It's pretty. Um there's speculation that Nadoshi may have taught his wife new torture methods. Hello, the um tearing the servant boy apart with dogs. Oh, yeah. You know, he was kind of into that thing. But other researchers believe that he was just ignorant of all of her actions. What is agreed upon is that Bathory practiced most of her crimes in his absence, and oh boy, did the bitch go nuts. Oh my. You ready? Take a drink. Take I'm, ready. I'm, I'm going to okay. take a drink, too. Okay. Bathory had a penchant for torturing young girls in particular. Historians say that she was bisexual. Go to the pictures. Okay. There's a cute little drawing of her with some naked chicks in what looks like maybe um, oh my the dungeon. Goodness. Part of the dungeon. Yeah, that's a see lot of See her little maid chicks. in the background? Yeah. Doing some dirty work for her? I see her. That really happened. She kind of looks sad, though. The maid looks sad. I mean, God, she's like, oh, my God. I'm Not so sick one. and tired of doing this shit. Ugh, I just cleaned this floor. <gasps> okay. <laughs> at first, they were just servants at her castles, daughters of the local peasants. But later, they included girls sent to her by local gentry families to learn good manners. Okay. Okay. You know, how to carve the meat right and <laughs> take little little chews. Okay. Okay. These okay. views would become more, much more dramatic in 1604 when Bathory's husband died. Uh-oh. Okay, now she was just free to do whatever the hell she wanted to do. Okay. Do we know how homeboy died? Um, He got sick. Oh, okay. And his illness. Because um, he was like probably 60 years old by then. Yeah, he was actually sick for a few years before he died. Um, it started, whatever illness he had started affecting his body. Um, his legs were crippled. Um, it may have been polio. I don't, I don't, yeah. it's what it kind of sounded like. But yeah, he finally died in 1604. 
Um, it was natural causes. She didn't do it. Oh, okay. She let him live. But supposedly, she believed that drinking the blood of young girls would preserve her youthfulness and her looks. Okay. Um, this possibly came from a theory of treatment for epilepsy, circling back around, okay. that included rubbing blood of a non-sufferer on the lips of an epileptic or giving the epileptic a mix of non-sufferer's blood and a piece of skull, hello, as their episode ended. What is with these people and the pieces of skulls? Okay, the skull thing I actually understand this time because you're supposed, I don't know, I mean, I guess they couldn't bite through that, but um, it's to help them from, like, breaking their teeth or biting down on their tongue, okay. stuff like that. Okay, Um. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, how convenient that she had some lying around. Witnesses told her of her. <laughs> I just heard it. <laughs> it just sunk in. <laughs> okay. Oh, look, there's a piece over there. Give me that yeah. one. You know. That's what that maid was doing. Mm-hmm. She was just picking up skull fragments. Right. Okay. For her seizures. Mm-hmm. Witnesses told of her stabbing victims or biting their breasts, hands, faces, and arms. Cutting them with scissors, sticking needles into their lips, or burning them with red-hot irons, coins, or keys, dousing them with water and leaving them in the snow to freeze, and covering them with honey and letting ants and bees have at them. What in the actual? Oh, yeah. She's just for funsies. Oh, my god! She was bored. This is just why for I fun. I can't with her. Some were beaten to death and some were starved. The story that Elizabeth used to bathe in their blood seems to have been added later on, but I like it. Let's go with it. This led to rumors that she was a vampire. Um, The legend was first published in 1720 by a Hungarian priest who interviewed local peasants and read testimony from the trials of Bathory's accomplices. She wanted to remain beautiful for her husband. Her husband's dead. Well, when she started it. Oh, okay. That was, and then you know, once you pop, you can't stop? Pretty much. Okay. Bitch couldn't stop popping. Okay. In addition, <laughs> witnesses said Bathory liked using scissors to torture her victims. She used the int- instrument to cut off their hands, noses, and genitals. With scissors? With scissors. Ow. Ouch. One of her favorite pastimes, witnesses said, was using scissors to slice up in the skin between their victims' fingers. Oh, oh. ow! I know that, that just hurt me hurt so bad. Like I'm that hurts me worse than thinking about cutting my hands off with scissors. Like oh, the little skins. It, it's like giving me chills. I'm cringing. I'm literally cringing. Yeah, that's gross. Okay, there are pictures of our um some of her methods. Okay, okay. Not not actual gruesome ones. I'm sorry. The, these are all drawings. There were no cameras. I'm sorry. <laughs> I cannot do anything about that. You don't have any videos from 1609? No. Ugh. I'm sorry. I do have some of the instruments that were possibly used. Uh, okay. If you look at the one that says torture scene two. Okay. Um, that one is a depiction of her sitting back chilling. While some of the servants and young girls were tortured because she had people do it for her. Oh, my goodness. Now, she did participate, but there were many times where she That's almost like some gladiator She got tired. I mean, she got tired. So, she just sat back and let them finish. 
It's almost like some gladiator shit, though. Like, yeah. Where the king just, like, sits up there and is like, all right, y'all fight to the death. Give me my turkey leg and my yeah. thing of beer. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, torture scene three. Okay. Oh, nice equipment. Yes. You can see where they were strapped in and... There's a nice, cute little axe sitting there. That one's actually pretty generic, mm-hmm. honestly. I like the next one much better. Okay. More torture stuff is what it's labeled as. Okay. <laughs> oh, um, there's some interesting pieces. Okay. If you look, you know, you've got some chains hanging from the ceiling. There's mm. some... What um, is that contraption right there? You talking about the table-looking thing? Yeah. It, I don't know what it's called, but they lay the victim on there, and they turn those cranks, and it pretty much is like a meat grinder. Oh, oh, I see that. Okay, like their head would go, okay, uh-huh. okay. You strap them down. Oh, see my where their goodness. Feet go. Yeah, it's pretty much like a meat oh, grinder. Oh, that's messy. Mm. Okay. There's also a comfortable-looking chair over in the corner, like that's behind her nails, picture. Huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they'd be left there for weeks. Oh, I mean, until they died. So, yeah. Good times. Yeah. At the castle. So, with all of this activity going on, word was beginning to spread about her sadistic activities. Of course. Mm -hmm. Word gets around. That bitch crazy. A Lutheran minister. I think think it's Eastvin. Majory is, um, I like it. I believe that's what it is. Yeah, that's it. He made complaints against (laughs) her. The Hungarian authorities took some time to respond to Majorie's complaints. Yeah, I mean, who's really going to go investigate the countess, though? Uh, exactly. I mean, I don't know if they really want to challenge her. Finally, in 1610, King Matthias II assigned George, but I'm going to call him Georgie because it looks like Georgie. Okay. Torzo, her late hubby's lawyer, to investigate. Turzo was in charge of the estate's affairs for her to keep living the way she wanted to live. If she was doing all this shady and illegal shit, she wasn't going to be allowed to do that anymore. Okay. So that's why the lawyer was sent to investigate. Okay. Um, I mean, because why not? Let's multitask. Turzo ordered two notaries to collect evidence in March of 1610. By October, they had collected 52 witnesses' statements. By 1611, that number had risen to over 300 witnesses. Okay. Okay, these are just witnesses. According to one servant girl, she says that she saw written in a logbook that Elizabeth kept, there were a total of 650 victims. Why are you keeping all the names written down for anybody to read? Oh, my gosh. Shits and giggles. She wanted six hundred and fifty. I mean, it's victims. like it's like looking back at a photo out al- photo album. She can, you know, reminisce. reminisce of all her fun times. Oh my goodness, I can't even. I can't even. <laughs> six hundred and fifty people. Six hundred and fifty. Hence the Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah, I'm just wondering, like, how many people were in those villages for her to just like scoop up six hundred and fifty and kill them? Like, Which it was seventeen villages. <laughs> I know. She had a variety. I mean, think of it. People um, were spread out back then, though. Well, yeah, but nobility families also sent their daughters to her. Oh, that's true. To that's learn true. good manners and etiquette, you know. Oy. She's such a good example. Ugh. 
After hearing the accusations, Terzo ultimately charged Bathory with the deaths of 80 girls. That, Just 80? That was all they could prove. Okay. What about the logbook? Hearsay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was never found, so okay. they don't they don't know if it was true or not. Okay. But I mean, with three hundred witnesses saying that it was close to that, I'm I'm gonna go with it. Mm-hmm. In December of that year, Elizabeth was arrested, and so were four of her favorite servants and inmates who were accused of being her accomplices. They were tried and found guilty. Three of them, one of whom worked as her wet nurse for the Countess's children. Okay. So there's her. Uh, were convicted of witchcraft and burned at the stake, and the fourth was sentenced to life imprisonment. Okay, well, how come she couldn't be a witch, too? I don't know. What made the other three witches? I don't know. Hmm. That was as okay. much. I really did try to research them a little bit more, but that was all I could find. Yeah. That's just kind of crazy. Oh, here's crazy. Okay. Ready? Tell me more. None of this testimony amounted to a trial for Bathory. Of course not. She's the fucking countess. She's the badass bitch. Right. Elizabeth herself was not put on trial because of her family's standing. Instead, she was walled into her room. Okay. At her castle. They bricked her into her room mm. with just enough space for air and food to pass through. Okay. So, I mean, she was, she was, she was punished. Okay. Did she have a view? I mean, she had. <laughs> I just want to I know don't... if she had a window. That's worth a Google later. Yeah, I don't believe she did because I've heard this one before. I'm not positive. There may have been a little one, but I'm not exactly positive. It's been a while. Okay, so she spent the remaining four years of her life there until she was found dead on the floor in 1614. Her bloody life, whether exaggerated or factual, had come to an end, and Bathory entered the realm of fucking legend. Yes, she did. But Bathory's case may not have been that cut and dry. In fact, some Hungarian scholars say that it may have been motivated more by others' power and greed than her supposed evil. It turns out that King Matthias II had owed Bathory's late husband and then her a sizable debt. The king was not inclined to pay that debt, which historians say may have fueled his move to incriminate the countess and deny her the opportunity to defend herself in court. He was like, I don't want to pay that bitch back. Let's throw her in. Fuck it. She's guilty. Okay. Let's just lock her up in her room. Okay. Perhaps historians say that the true story of Elizabeth Bathory looks a little bit more like this. I like it. The Countess owed, owned strategically important land that increased her family's already vast wealth. As an intelligent, powerful woman who ruled without a man at her side, and as a member of a ma- family whose wealth intimidated the king, the court went on a mission to discredit and ruin her. The best case scenario is that Bathory abused her servants but came nowhere near to the level of violence alleged at her trial. Worst case, she was a blood-sucking demon sent from hell to murder virgins. (laughs) Both make a really good story, even if one of them is actually true. So I'm choosing to remember her that way. I'm the one with blood-sucking demon. I like the blood-sucking demon. Yeah. And I have a very beautiful picture of her. It's called The Bitch. Okay. She looks oh, like one hey. hot, sexy mama in that red dress this I time. I know. Standing there she looking at very, herself in the mirror. She looks very youthful. 
Doesn't she, though? That blood of virgins is doing her well. I mean, that dagger she's got right there has got some fresh-looking blood on it. (laughs) Okay, I see you. Okay, so you ready for this? I'm ready. This legendary bitch also has several movies made about her. Of course she does. One of the most popular was the 2006 movie called Stay Alive. I have not seen this. Okay, I did not realize that I have actually seen this. Till last night when I went to go watch it. Um, it's a movie about a video game. Uh, so some friends get together to play it. And as they start playing it, they realize that when you die in the game, you're actually going to die in real life the same way. And in the movie, Miss Elizabeth is one of the main villains in the game. Of course she is. Yes. Um, and according to Wikipedia... Um, I had to go back and like read all the details of it. But if you say the prayer of Elizabeth, she comes out. Okay. Would sort you of like, like to a hear bloody the Mary prayer? Thing. <laughs> um, yeah. Tell me the prayer. Come to me, clouds. May you rise as an evil storm born to rip them open. Let the cover of night bear witness and destroy those who resist so they shall harm me not. Let the blood of any, of many, Cleanse me, preserving beauty eternal, I pray you. Who's going to remember that, to say that? Yeah, I mean, hey, if you wanted to survive, you know, like when she comes out. You have to remember to say that. You have to remember to say the prayer. Okay. There's also a song about her. Okay. I'm not singing that. It's called Elizabeth by the group Ghost. Okay. You're going to have to look that up because we don't have the rights to this music, but it is a metal song. Oh, yes. <laughs> you might enjoy it. Okay. I did listen to it. It's it's different. Okay. I'm down. I'm but down yeah. to listen. So she's still famous. She's okay. still going. She lives on. <laughs> there is a picture that uh, I stole from the movie, Stay Alive. It says movie, Stay Alive. Oh, she's scary. Oh, yes. Yeah, they did a good job. But she's wearing her red dress. Of course she's wearing the red dress. Look at and them eyes, she's though, dude. she still got the RBF. Oh, my God. Those are haunting eyes. I, I would run. I'm going to go ahead and close out of that now. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, she's I can't stand her staring at, at my me. soul. Yes. All the way through. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. That's my case. I love it. It's a little bit harder to be goofy with these because they're just so... I just love both of these dark. so much. Yeah. Dark. They are a little dark. This is the first, like, dark one that you've done. I don't know. The vampire ones were pretty messed up, but this is the first, like... Dark and twisty. Yes. Yeah. One sick bitch. It's fun, right? <laughs> it is very fun. I love the dark side. Yes. Y'all. It's fun to visit. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, guys, that is our episode three. Wrapping it up. Yeah. Um, Just a few shout-outs we want to do. One more to Cody Ratliff of Flying Heart for helping us out with our hump day treat this week. And let's see, one to Craig Weaver for our intro music, our awesome intro music. Yes. Mr. Steven Goetzky. Yeah, one to the hubby Steven Goetzky. Yes, our... uh, Sound guy, editor, and support. He's awesome. Thank you. And let's see. Don't forget to follow us on social media, on Facebook, 
at Oddities and Curiosities Podcast and on Instagram at Oddities and Curiosities Pod. And uh, give us a follow on, you know, Spotify, subscribe, you know. Help us keep track of what's going on. That's why we're asking you to go do all this stuff. Um, It's really helping us out to see which direction we need to go on some things. And so, yeah, go go do that. Go follow us. Um, Keep in the loop about what's going on with us. We like to interact with you as much as possible. So let's do that. Yes. Also, um, if you guys have any suggestions for hump day treats suggestions for topics or you just want to say hi we have an email address yes we do oddities and curiosities pod all spelled out at gmail.com we would love to hear from you yeah um i guess that's it that's it that's all episode three done okay well um talk to you guys here next week next week all right bye bye you guys